This is gonna be. A, I'll get this, Mikey. I'll get this to you on Friday. <laughs> Next Friday. This is take a whole fucking two weeks to edit this bitch. I'm crying. <laughs> Bienvenue and welcome to the Three Sister the Mouse podcast. This podcast does contain adult humor, lots of talk about sad beer, cool subjects, but we love Mickey Mouse and the Disney. As you listen to the show, please remember to keep Das Kinder away from your headphones and booze. These are for you only. Now, on with the show. Fuck that little bitch. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice to legacy squared be Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 73 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for all things Disney. And joining me on this week's show are four guys who love to do the, the Literhosen. Yeah? Tim? What's up? Mikey? Willkommen. Adam? I'm not quite sure what a Literhosen is. <laughs> it's a whole uh, lot of man, hosen. It's like a liter of cola, but it's a liter of hosen. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know why I would do them. I, I don't understand that. <laughs> and and of course, Zabir Tronson. Why is he smiling at me? <laughs> Be afraid. Uh, but we also tonight tonight we also have uh, two special guests. First, let's welcome in uh, Hans, otherwise known as James Simaj. What's going on? And and Zabrant. Uh, guten Tag or something like that. Is that like not a German? <laughs> that means like Fuck. good and tight. <laughs> Put a Volkswagen uh, in your Lederhosen. If you, if you can't tell, uh, we are here to talk to you about some Disney parks, some uh, definitely some Disney booze, and a bunch of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, uh, grab, grab, grab das Boot, yeah. That's and good. enjoy this adult side of Disney with Three Sheets of the Mouse. It's the bubble, uh, like yeah? Said, it's the bubble, yeah. Uh, if you can't tell by now... we um, lost all our German listeners. That's what we've done so far. <laughs> Do we have any German listeners? Not fucking we now. We got someone from Switzerland. It's close. Really? It's Not anymore, we don't. <laughs> hey, we'll be seeing her in October. Yeah, she's going to be on the cruise. Well, disclaimer, she's originally from Jersey, so she's yeah. not really from Switzerland. New Jersey? New Jersey? New Jersey? <laughs> Jersey? Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about Germany, a little bit about the German pavilion. Um, but before we get started, little disclaimer, we have been uh, we have been tasting some whiskey. Uh, thanks to C-Magic, we had a fun, fun whistle pig whis- whiskey tasting. It was a lot of fun, I'll tell you that. And... Uh, we don't, most of us don't know shit about what we're tasting. <laughs> Except for me and Mikey. We learned that today. Well, let's be honest. The the ones that should know, <laughs> don't. Don't know. Hey, but if you want to learn more, there's a great group out there. Yeah. And what's that group? The bourbon, that? The bourbon Society of Enthusiasts and Addicts. 
and you can join it on Facebook and learn more about all this crazy shit that we do when we taste. It's a secret. It's a secret whiskey. cult, though. You have to. You have <laughs> secret to. Secret society. cult. You have to. You have to understand that we will. Uh, we will ask for a blood pact. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we do have to brand you. So that's that. But you have to know the password. And then you'll be like yeah, a meal no. in Ratatouille. And you'll you'll get the nuttiness. <laughs> Tonight, if you do want to go check out, we, we'll post some. We'll post some pictures from our whistle pig tasting over on the BSEA. Go over there, check that out. Uh, just search on the search bar. I'm not going to sit here and do the Facebook groups.com/slash/groups/slash/whatever because <laughs> yeah. don't be lazy. Wait, search wait, wait. Yourself. Who, who search the yourself. fuck took pictures? I didn't know there were pictures. I didn't take there pictures. were pictures. We were taking pictures of pictures. that hot mess. Listen, I didn't know there was being pictures being taken last night, but apparently they were, and they were on Facebook too. That's so. right. Well, you you drove, so it's okay. I don't remember much of last night. No, I was pretty sober. I wasn't as bad as I thought I was going to be. I was sober, and I still don't remember pictures being taken. (laughs) There were a few. Scott's just sneaky like that. No, we did have have a whiskey tasting last night with Japanese whiskey. Oh, the Japanese. Oh, I want that. And I got to laud uh, James here, C-Madge, because he's the one that turned me on to Hibiki, and that's the shortest I've owned a bottle in the last year and a half. That's good stuff. That was really good. That was really, really good. That sneaks up on you as being so smooth. Yep. And now you have it compared with the Johnny Walker Platinum. What'd you think? Well, I thought it was the Johnny Walker Platinum was like the uh, the big brother of the Harmony because the Harmony was a little yeah. bit, you know, softer. The Johnny Walker Platinum was like a bigger, bolder flavor. Same flavor profiles, in my opinion, uh, but really? it was just bigger. The Johnny Walker Platinum was bigger. It was it was kind of the same flavor, but stronger i thought you know i'm gonna have to check that out it was it was quite tasty i had the platinum and thanks scott i would have never tried that in my life it's it's a solid it it's a solid good. whiskey and you know what it's it's under the price of uh johnny walker gold yeah johnny walker gold and well under the price of johnny walker blue and i think johnny walker blue is way overrated for what they want to charge for yeah i thought i thought they paralleled each other i just thought one was a uh it just, just a little more it flavorful. Small, yeah, it, it was it was stronger. It was just same flavor, but just more in your face. And I loved it. I love both of them. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I should Adam. I should have served that with the Hibiki instead of the Nika because I made Adam try I some. I really like the Nika though. The Nika malt whiskey, pure malt, is really good. It's about as close as you get to Scotch in in Japanese whiskey. Because the guy was super obsessed with Scotland. So, uh, but speaking of speaking of booze, because we've all been drinking many many whiskeys. What are we drinking tonight? So, Adam, we'll start with you. Right now, I've actually skipped from the whiskey, and I actually have Highlight. Oh yeah. Ooh. In the can, because that's all I was able to find. And they only make it in the can. Cigar City sure. Brewing Company, India Pale Ale. It's actually really fucking good. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but have I you saw not it. had it? Have you not mm-hmm. had it at Disney? No, never had yeah, it. Yeah, they serve it at. Oh, it's uh, so good. Wait, wait, I had it at. 50s we don't typically time. buy beer at Disney. I'm much Unless more of a booze hound in Disney. Yeah, we go for the hard shit in Disney. Liquor's <laughs> quicker, right? No, uh, it's true. No, it's no. just it's. I'm gonna pay what eight dollars for a beer. I can get spend two more dollars and get a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a shot of. Or, or or poor. I mean, yeah. it just for me the beer equation doesn't make sense in Disney. 
it, it is a higher price for beer in Disney, but if you're like, I like to have beer during the daytime. I think it's a good, you know, it's a good refresher from the from the Florida heat. I, w- I drink slushies during the day. Yeah, <laughs> alcoholic slushies are the way to go. Alcoholic slushies are the way to go during the day. This is true. Uh, James, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I am still drinking the Whistle Pig. I'm doing the 12-year-old, the uh, one that's got the 20% port and a 30% Madeira. Cast. That's the number three. That's the number, that's number three. Number three. Everybody's <laughs> scoring at home. It was good. I don't know if, if it was my ordering favorite. ordering off the menu, good. it's a number three. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was definitely. Uh, it was definitely porty, uh, but it that played well with the rye, dude. It, it really it does. gets that bubble gum smell. I'm telling you, off the nose, no one smelled it besides me. I said it smells like bubble gum, and I was like, oh yeah, totally bubble gum. I said the same thing. Lightly, yeah. I, I could see that. I say I say it smells like Negroni, and if you, if, I mean, like a Negroni whiskey Negroni hybrid. So I know it's probably not a super common cocktail, but if you ever run across a Negroni on a menu and you order it, you're gonna right. get. I mean, it has kind of that bitterness, but like bright. I've seen Negroni on a menu, and I have no idea what it is. So what is a Negroni cocktail? So Negroni is typically it's it's gin. Uh, Campari, which is an aperitif, uh, which is kind of hard to explain. Besides, that's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and um, and uh, sweet vermouth, and then it has it's finished with like an orange zest, an orange peel kind of zest, and it's uh, it is definitely a European cocktail that is slowly making its way. I mean, Baton Rouge is not a bitter cocktail city. I know some of the bigger cities, probably probably New York, probably LA, and, you know, bitter cocktails are kind of a thing. Baton Rouge, it's, it is not, but it's slowly kind of bitterness is making its way across the country as kind of being a hip a hip thing. I think Shan made a made a bitter cocktail and had posted it on the website site today. So, bitter is kind of coming the new hip thing. I think it's kind of the it's the IPA of cocktails okay hey as long as as long as people start drinking gin over our whiskey i'm okay with that yeah we need whiskey prices to drop back down i agree um brent brent what are you drinking then since since you wanted to school us on the aperitifs of europe um so i'm uh i'm drinking a tequila tonight since adam and i was talking about tequila before but um i have a corazon tequila that is finished in Old Rip Van Winkle barrels, which is uh, pretty awesome. So they have a series called the Corazon Expressions. It's a, it's part of the Expression series from Corazon, and it's basically they they have like a Buffalo Trace, a um, Thomas Hand, Handy Sazerac. I think it's about five different ones that they make, um, and you can basically it's finished in barrels from that kind of bourbon collection, and it's a tequila from Corazon. So it's great. It's an Yeho. It's I don't know, probably three. Two and a half, three years old, something like that. But pretty good. It's a sipping, sipping tequila for sure. I not which I love. I love anything that's aged in a barrel that you can sip. I'm in tequila, rum, bourbon, whiskey, rye, whatever. I'm in. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, tequila, it, tequila and whiskey are kind of marrying together now. There's a lot of whiskeys that are finished in tequila casks, mezcal casks, really, and tequilas that are now being finished in ex bourbon barrels. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. It's it's definitely definitely interesting. I mean, always aged tequila has always been finished finished in a barrel, but um, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that they've kind of joined 
that kind of craze of doing a, a crazy finish on that uh, on that whiskey. You know, where bourbon's using port and wine and rum and all this other stuff. Tequila's kind of catching on and doing some crazy stuff too. It's it's pretty good. You know, the funny thing about that is tequila normally makes me do crazy stuff. So me too. Tequila's going to be the next pop, I think. Yes, yes. It, it's it's already happening. It's already happening. Like you know how bourbon was it it if you ever watch the alcohol thing, it rotates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're getting it's off gin right for a now. while. No, it's been vodka for a very long time. Vodka is like Nobody disappearing. But vodka is slowly going away to the bourbon. But he's right. There was like cucumber vodka, and then they started making bacon vodka. Like it's very it's very hipsterish to make flavored vodka. Mm-hmm. But now vodka is going away, and now it's been kind of replaced by bourbon. Bourbon's the new thing. Bourbon and whiskey have been very popular. Mark my words, tequila will be the next. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, it, it's all cyclical. You know, in the 60s, it was gin. 70s and 80s, it became vodka. 90s, it, yeah, 90s still had vodka. So, Tim, what are you, what are you drinking tonight? All right, so last night, we went over to the Fernie's house for a barbecue. Oh, did and, we ever? And uh, Scott had gifted me a bottle of filibuster for my birthday, which is on Thursday. And I've never had this before. I always saw it in, the, in our store. I was like, ah, should I buy it? Should I buy it? I, I know nothing about it. But it's actually a blend of an older bourbon and a newer bourbon that are aged in charred American oak casks and then finished in French wine casks. Yes, it's, it's really good. good. It is really and good. I, and I know, and I got it for you because I know you're into the wine cask finished whiskeys. And this one's 60% of the 60% of the whiskey is aged in Pinot Noir cask from Napa Valley. And then the other 40% are aged in French white wine oak. Conversely, I am also a fan of Cabernet aged in bourbon casks. I know. You do love your wine. I like I like my worlds to collide. It's a collision of worlds. Oh, I'm, I'm probably the only one that saw cards, too. No, I saw cards. No, a lot of people saw it. They just tried to block it out of their fucking memory. Oh, I saw it. I just couldn't tell you anything about it. Cars 2, Mater's Nightmare? <laughs> yeah. Old Filibuster is a good, a really good whiskey. Uh, make a Manhattan out of that. It's really good. Because you get the sweetness from the, the cherries and the wine. It's really good. I may have to try I still have... Um... A Palm Ridge rye that I got that I want to try to make a Manhattan out of. I haven't opened that bottle yet. Mikey, what do you got tonight? I'm drinking some cheap shit beer after I had some <laughs> nice uh, whiskey and bourbon. Uh, I'm, I'm back on the hams. Oh. $15 no. for a 30-pack. But In the sky blue waters of St. Cloud, Minnesota. My, my local uh, shop didn't have the, tradi- the regular hams. They have the Sam's Special Light. Uh oh, it tastes a little bit less shitty <laughs> than the ham's heavy, <laughs> and uh, the can has a blue trim instead of gold. And instead of oh, hams, special. can we call it Evil Doctor Pork Chops? The hams, the, the hams. Is it a Black Forest hams? The jo- John hams. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Ham is from St. Louis, and speaking of St. Louis. Uh, tonight I have a Schlafly's Northeast IPA. Oh, that was really good too. I right that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I introduced I introduced Adam and Tim to the Schlafly, and damn, it is good beer. 
I hear that's a superb sounding beer. It is. Well, I don't like IPAs, usually. I find no. them too bitter. I find them very kind of basic white girl kind of thing to me. Where it's just like, it, it's the buzz thing. Let's see how much I can drink of this really bitter, nasty tasting stuff. But that's really, 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 really well balanced. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. It's it's not bitter. It's not overly hoppy. It's a just a good, crisp flavor. Um, it's a little bit cloudy when you pour it out in the glass because it's unfiltered. But it's really good. I love this one. Go Schlafly. Schlafly. So, so Trenton, uh, close us out. What are you drinking? Well, much like May 9th, 1945, Scott, now that we're covering Germany, um, I am drinking a Budweiser Freedom Reserve. <laughs> it's a red lager. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel free, Scott. Makes him <laughs> makes him want to wear his pizza pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you beat me to it. <laughs> That's okay. Right about now, Steps. Stephanie's yeah. looking for her night, <laughs> for her evening wear to get ready for bed. She's <laughs> got her pajama pants on. Yeah, she goes. Are those in, Lularoo? She goes into a drawer. She's like, "Where are my pizza pants?" If these were Lularoo, <laughs> they would be much tighter. <laughs> Thank God they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, James? I'm going to invite you and Brant to stay on the show, uh, and you're going to actually be our judges here. So um, tonight, we're going to talk about the Germany Pavilion. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk a little bit of history, but most importantly, we're gonna do some armchair imagineering. You guys ready? Tonight we're gonna do a little history about the Germany Pavilion. So uh, obviously, has ever everyone stopped at the Germany Pavilion at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Da. Yeah. Okay. Da is Russian. God. I've been drinking. Leave me alone. <laughs> Russia, <laughs> Germany, whatever. It's all the same. It's all scary. Okay, it's, it's one scary. of those languages that sound really awful when you actually listen to them. Tritton. It's a very harsh sounding language. It, J- James, does it not sound Klingon? Yeah. It, if you try yeah. really hard and you do a little gurgling. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about? Because I'm. The Klingons. We're talking about the Klingons. For, for those that are Star Trek aficionados, Gene Roddenberry did base the Klingons a little bit on the Germanic tribes of, uh, of Hessian Europe. So uh, there is that. But we are talking about the German pavilion, and it is a beautiful, beautiful pavilion. If anyone's been there, and I'm sure we all have, it's got this awesome old world plots, which is in German means square. Um, it's it's oh, an excuse old... me, I plots. <laughs> yeah, in, in Yiddish, it means something totally different. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I, I have strokers amongst my cousins. Like, please discuss something amongst yourselves. Tops, it says Germany Pavilion Epcot. If you've ever been to Munich, oh. uh, uh, has anyone ever been to Munich? First of all, never been to Germany since my ancestors left. The Germany Pavilion does look exactly like the Marian plots from uh, from Munich. It's got that old world uh, architecture, that old German style. Um, it even has a Glockenspiel that plays on the hour, every hour. There's a little clock there. It's it's called a Glockenspiel. Yeah, Are you going to sing? You have to sing for us now. <laughs> it doesn't really... I, I don't know what it plays, but it, it plays music. 
Uh, but it's it's got this plaza, this this area where you can kind of like sit down, grab a beer from the cart, and just enjoy the Germany Pavilion. It really is nice. Is this where the Kringle Market is? Yes. I always want. That's one thing I really want to do. Uh, they also have the caramel cooch. Uh, they have the caramel cooch there, which if I apologize, I have a really hardcore buzz going right now. It was funny. We were were talking about this store last night, and Scott's sister-in-law got a kick out of the name of that store. (laughs) Now I well, there's there's a there's a long story about that 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 can only be told off the air. But but there's there's a there's a wonderful shopping here. Uh, You obviously you know the. Munich is famous for for one thing, and that's bears. Bear the bear is the Munich animal. Oh, yeah. So, the teddy bear is a German invention. So they have a teddy bear shop, which Der Teddy Bear is a sh- toy. Sh- they sell Gund teddy bears. <laughs> uh, but that's where you can get stuffed animals, uh, medieval themed toys, finger puppets. Um, and of course, and of course, teddy bears. Yes, fig- puppetry is a German thing. They also have a, a glass, a glassware because German glass is very is very popular. Uh, the Volkunst. The what? And that's where you can get the Volkunst. <laughs> it means people's art. Oh. People's art. Yes. <laughs> is it Kunst? Like Volkswagen means the people's car. Yes. Yes. But this is where you can get um, this is where you can get giant beer steins. I have one upstairs that I got from being in, in my friend's wedding. Uh, it's got Mickey on the front, and then it's got my name on the back. It's it's a huge liter beer stein. It's really cool. Scott, I judge you're gonna I have a lot of editing to do this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have one. It holds peanut M and M's. But but that's where you can you can also find uh, the the traditional felt hats, the the green um, German hat that everyone kind of associates with cowbells. You can find cowbells that's there. Awesome. You can buy Lederhosen. Needs more cowbell. You need the leader hosen to go with the green hat. That way, you got something to wear when you're ringing your cowbell. Mm. Yeah, and, and you're playing yes. with your coons. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And um, eating your camel cooch. They also Trenton. They also have uh, Das Kaufhaus, which is a it's it's essentially a soccer store. It's awesome because foos, foosball is huge in Germany. They are four time or five time four time four time cup winners. Yeah, World Cup winners. <laughs> Not this Except year. This year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we're uh-huh. losing more German listeners than we have any. <laughs> <laughs> Germany, are you watching? Germany, are you watching? Uh, but th- there, you can find jerseys. Uh, just like, just like if you go over to the UK, go over to the to the British Pavilion, you can find the jerseys of some of the more popular German teams like uh, Bayern Munich, uh, eighteen sixty, and uh, VF uh, VFB, Hamburg, Hamburg, <laughs> yeah. Um. There's some, there's some wonderful. I, I mean, I have a Bayern Munich jersey somewhere here because I went to Munich and I mean, why not? How are we still not talking Rome? about the best store in Germany, Scott? Well, we're getting there. Fucking caramel we're store. There. We're getting there. We was talking so, about caramel coochie. I, I talked about it. <laughs> what did we? James, well, no, dress. no. The best store in there is where you can get a glass German Christmas pickle. Yes. So no, the Stein store is the best. The Stein store is really good. So, also they have the Weinkeller, which is a wine cellar, obviously. Uh, and that's where you can find German wines. Uh, Riesling is a big German wine. But there are some good red wines there. I, I implore you to try those. Um, it's it's a it's a wonderful store. 
But they also have wine glasses and more glassware. Do um, they have a wine flight, Scott? That's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. You cannot buy samples at. Mm-mm. It's only by bottle. No, it's only it's only bottles. You buy them by the bottle, and then you take them back to your resort, and you patio drink or pour, or hallway drink. You can also buy the original gummy bears there. Yes. Yes, mm. you can. And, and you can and put those low, in vodka. Yes, you can. Ooh. Oh, and hello. Low and surf. Low and surf extra horseradish German mustard, which is fantastic. Yes. Mm, yes. If you Hor- like spicy mustard. Spicy, like mustard. spicy mustard. Spicy brown mustard is the best invention. Like Grey Poupon? Grey Poupon. No. 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 <laughs> oh. Not the same. Oh, okay. Great Poupon is French pussy mustard. Oh. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't. E- I'm gonna peace out because I wasn't expecting to stay to stay to stay up and record tonight. I appreciate I appreciate the in- the invite, but you can. I don't know how you're gonna edit edit uh, my judging out, but uh, Brent, I'm peace. I'm gonna peace we out. We want to thank you for joining us on the show. Um, Thanks for stopping by. It would have been nice if you could stay a little longer, but we understand. Unfortunately, Brent, <laughs> this this week I'm not gonna have the uh, the awesome uh, Whistling Disney three sheets mix up that we had last week, or last on the last quickie because that is an awesome intro. But uh, go ahead and quickly talk about Whistling Disney real quick. Uh, so yeah, you can find me and my amazing wife, Sydney Burke. At uh, Whistling Disney Podcast, wherever you can find your podcast, and uh, you can come to Facebook and searching groups for Whistling Disney. I think it's Facebook slash group slash Whistling Disney. Pretty easy to find wherever you can find them, and uh, check it out. Different podcasts with kind of a couple's perspective. Uh, we release shows every month. <laughs> every time you post one, it's released. So often, so often. <laughs> every now and then. I, I will say this. I will say this. This is one of the few podcasts where they stop talking to do a tequila shot. Yes, it, it's you awesome. will get it. It was a tequila shot in the middle of every podcast that is guaranteed. That is guaranteed. So that's uh, that will happen. But no, um, we like to try to talk about things that we have done. You know, we have done from our from our perspective, and it's it's great. All right. So Brent, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, check Brent over at at uh, Whistling Disney and a podcast to be named later. Absolutely, something coming. Make sure you know the password. Yeah, that's right. All right, so Brent, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest thank of your you night, guys. and uh, and have a, night, have a good one. Thank good you, night. thank you for having. Bye, have buddy. a good one. Uh, so to round out the shopping in the German pavilion, obviously we have uh, Christmas all year round in Die Weichnox Eck. Yeah, uh, this is where you can get the most classic of German things. So this is where you can get the classic Christmas pickle. The gherkin. If anyone's ever seen a, a gherkin ornament, that glass-blown German, uh, German, German glass-blown Christmas ornaments are a traditional thing. I mean, if you don't have some sort of glass-blown ornament, right? Anyone? You're not? trying to get someone to make a joke, Scott. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm being serious. You are, you are glass-blown gherkin. Hoping someone makes a joke about it, and I'm gonna say, and in my in our uh, Christmas tree, we have a singing gherkin that you push the button and it sings a stupid song. <laughs> it's like the Billy Bassfish. Why am I going straight to the Christmas poo right now? Hey, the Christmas poo. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's just where uh, I would take that. Also, something you want to hide in your Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little a Christmas turd. poo. <laughs> 
Uh, but but it's a it's a Christmas tree shop. It's a Christmas shop all year round. It's a wonderful shop. It smells of cloves and cinnamon when you walk in. Rich mahogany. Yeah, rich mahogany. <laughs> now there is some dining, and this is going to play into our sheet up in November. There are two restaurants over at the uh, at the German Pavilion. The first is a quick service re- restaurant, Summerfest. They serve bratwurst, frankfurters, sauerkraut, soft pretzels, apple <laughs> strudel. Say that again. What do they serve? Frankfurters. <laughs> Frankfurters. 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 He's been to the Germany, okay? He's been to the Munich. I've been to the Munich. And and let me tell you something. A, a hot dog or Frankfurter is not the same. Nor is a bratwurst. Has anyone, has anyone been to Summerfest? Has anyone eaten there? Just me? Why? No. When you can go next door. Just me? Yeah. Well, Why would you eat at Summerfest when you got beer garden right there? Well, I, I mean, it's a lunch, a quick service. That's where I ate for course, a lunch course, one day. Well, that's just piss poor planning on your part. Nobody else, <laughs> nobody else likes German food in my in my family. And okay. I'm, and so I they being can go to German, Summerfest. I being German do like German food. Bratwurst is delicious. So, bratwurst in Germany is white sausage. It's pure pork sausage. If you do want a sit-down restaurant over at the German Pavilion, there is the traditional uh, Oktoberfest-style atmosphere, and that you can get over at Beer Garden, and it's a wonderful restaurant. Has ever has anyone eaten there? At Beer Garden? Yes. Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Everyone? Yeah. It's a wonderful all-you-care-to-eat buffet. And they got a rockin' band. The band is. They awesome. do have a rockin' band. I want to be the Burgermeister. Oktoberfest and music cotton. All Oompa, no Loompa. And so this is a traditional Oktoberfest uh, atmosphere. I mean, it, it literally is. You walk inside, and it's it's nighttime in a plots with a with a band playing Oompa, Oompa band. And they're wonderful. They really are amazing. They do everything from the cowbells to the big Ricola. Uh, tiki-taki, tiki-taki. Oi, oi, oi. Yep. <laughs> They, the, the, the German the, Prost? The flugelhorn. The flugelhorn, yeah. I'm, I'm I made that word up, Scott. <laughs> flugelhorn? <laughs> I doubt you did. Yeah, he's going to Google it. I don't think you did either. It sounds sounds right. It, the flugelhorn is like a cornet or a trumpet. It is. There is a flugelhorn. Uh, what's the Ricola horn? I don't know. I was just... I, I, love that, I love that you rolled right with it, and if I wouldn't have said anything, you'd have just kept on going, and someone like in our Facebook group, Facebook. Right. com slash group slash three sheets would have said some shit about uh, that's not a flugelhorn. A flugelhorn's like band. a it's like a cornet. That's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Alphorn is is the the big giant horn that the guy plays, and he stands on a box because it's so long and it's big, and he has to blow into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's big and it's long. That's what she said, and it's on a box. Episode seventy three. We break Adam. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, the he, alcohol broke Adam. He is so <laughs> gone right now. I hope he's off to thank God tomorrow's President's Day. Nope. I'm so screwed tomorrow. <laughs> I have a freaking meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning. I am dead. So <laughs> so at, at Beer Garden, this is where you can get uh, German sausages, rotisserie chicken, uh, salads, breads, red cabbage, wine kraut, sauerkraut, potatoes, spatzel. Spatzel's really good. That was good. But you know what? The, the Spatzel so there, though, wasn't Spetzel. that good. It wasn't all that Spetzel. good. It was bland. It was very bland. Um, you're missing Spatzel the before. most important thing on this menu. Pretzel bread? 
Nope. Beer, beer flights. Oh, beer flights. Yes. Yeah, well, liters. Flights you can get. You can get the giant get steins. The, yeah. The liters. Yeah, yeah. Or ein liter. You can. You can. You can still get a yard there too. Can you really? A yard. You can still get a yard oh. in beer garden. I don't think they really? do the boot anymore. I didn't know that. No, they, they, don't, they, do the they, they don't do the boot anymore. anymore. It's just, it's the traditional leaders that you get at uh, Hofbrauhaus House or the Polliner Gardens, anything in the uh, the beer gardens in Germany, in Munich. I guess if you're obnoxious enough, you'll get the boot. <laughs> <laughs> November meetup, several will get the boot. <laughs> yeah, let's not get kicked out in November. So yeah. they do have they do have traditional German beers, Altenmünster, um... They have uh, Schoffenhofer, Hefeweizen, uh, Warsteiner, Dunkel. Dunkel is my favorite German beer. I drank so much of that in Munich. Uh, they do have red, red and white wines, both from you know from Germany. Um, some some Pinot Noir, some German Pinot Noir, actually, from the from the Rhineland. German wines, uh, you know, German wines, unless it's a uh, uh, Riesling or a uh, what is it, Ger- Gewürztraminer. Yeah, sure. No, they're not good. Because I'm tight. I'm gonna say bless German you. pinots are not good. <laughs> mostly. I'll be honest. I didn't think that either. I like Chianti. And then we went to a bar. When we went to a bar in Munich called the Stengelhof. Uh, they had because some. I'm tight. Ger- yeah, yeah. My dad had some German <laughs> red wine, and it was actually pretty decent. I mean, I I drank beer, but that was that was the night we got lost from my family. Lost being the key word. Yeah. Finding a good German wine is like finding a good Zinfandel. It's very no, hard. there are a lot of good There's Zinfandel. a lot of you good just Zinfandels. Look for them. Nah, it's a very hard... I, I very totally hard. disagree with that. You can find a good dry Zin. I love Zinfandel. It's a great summer wine. Yes, I like California wines. Zinfandel. No, Z- red Zinfandel. Zinfandel's a red. No, yeah. what's it, what the fuck is that guy's name? Cindy Crawford Zin. What?! Kim Crawford. Really Kim Crawford. Kim Crawford. Kim Crawford. Kim Crawford. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Cindy Crawford. I don't care. <laughs> it has a mole on it. It's fine. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so with, uh, you know, with some wonderful dining, wonderful architecture at the German Pavilion, uh, beautiful place, but we need to plus this up because there's one thing missing, and that's a ride. Mm, yeah. So tonight, tonight we're going to take it upon us to Armchair Imagineer, a, a ride to go in the German Pavilion because... We looked at this place, and there is a vast, vast area to expand this pavilion. So, with about three total acres to play with, we're gonna go around the we're gonna go around the table, and we're gonna find something is it really to do. That much? Yeah, it's like three acres. I man. fucked up. It's huge. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right, hey, it has. It has two. It has two pavilions right next to it that are unused, and then place Wait, in the back. Two? Uh, Africa, and then another pad that's Africa's unused. Africa's not really a pavilion. It just well, has a cool post. Cool post. That's where the Africa pavilion was going to go. Um, belly, belly. And so, so there's plenty of room here. So we wanted to imagineer a, uh, a an attraction that we would find entertaining. So, with that. Threaten, lead us off. James, you will be the judge. You will actually be picking on the show which attraction you want built. You walk up 
to the outside of my attraction, and it looks like a medieval pub. <coughs> and there's a duck on the sign. No? Nobody follows me so far? Is, is, is it, it's is the it snuggly sweet? duck. Does it quack in German? Quack? No, no, that would be quack. So the cue for my tangled ride is going to be the snuggly duck. Um, you walk in, as you walk through the line, you see the piano, you see the bar, you see all that. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen Tangled, I would hope, if you're listening to the show. So why, I'm, so... I'm seeing it so, live in October. Trenton, Trenton, why and Tangled? last I've seen the light. Why Tangled? <laughs> um, because it's the most popular IP that's German, in my opinion. No. Really? I really? think so. I think Snow White. Mm, Snow maybe White. sixty years ago. Oh, I, I, we, hold on, hold on. We forgot. If it's not ten years or younger, it's not important. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> if someone had to actually draw I, I that shit. I can name shit. a few that are more popular than <clears throat> well, Cinderella. You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. Trenton, all I'm gonna say is I switch okay. spots with you. If somebody chooses my idea, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> C- Cinderella has a whole fucking castle in the center of the park. Tangled has a fucking toilet. Although Cinderella is also French, but it's it's like French and German. It's the it's Rhineland area. So we'll, we'll get we'll get to destroying that toilet in a second. Um. Okay. <laughs> I've already been doing. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Um. So as you get to the end of the queue, as you walk through the the Snuggly Duck uh, pub there, Snug S- Snuggly Duckling. Um. So you 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 walk up and there's a large three or two row three seat car that's shaped like Pascal, her chameleon, and um. Yes. So you you load into the car. Um, and it starts as a dark ride. So you're going to, the first scene, you're going to go around a bend, and it's going to be dark, and you're going to see one light, and it's going to be a glowing flower. And you're going to see a, a wonderful new age animatronic of, uh, Grothel? Is it Grothel? Grothel? Gothel. Mother Gothel? Yeah. Her, 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 her fake mother. Um. Mother Gothel. Goth- it's got an R in it. No. G-O-T-H-E-L. Gothel. Mm, I'm pretty sure it has an R in it, but okay, anyway. Um, so the animatronic is going to be new groundbreaking animatronic. She's going to be old when she goes up to the flower. She starts singing. She miraculously becomes young. Her hair turns black. Her, you know, her skin becomes unwrinkled. She becomes young. So after that, you move past that scene. Um, and you're still in your, your, your car and you're showing, um, a screen showing the sick queen and it's showing me the scene from the, uh, the movie where, the queen is sick, and she needs the flower, and they go, you know, looking for, for that. Um, so as the car enters a dark tunnel, the doors close behind you. And you see um, the, the, the queen getting run off, and the scene from that. So you're in this tunnel, and all of a sudden, this entire tunnel going all the way up, probably 40 feet, is all LED screen. And you're seeing... The scenes from the movie where, you know, the queen gets healthy, but then then the baby came, it gets stolen, and you're going up, and you're going up, and you're seeing more of the scene, and, and she's, Rapunzel's growing up, and, and, and you see her get to the top, and Flynn shows up, and he convinces her to leave. 
So as the doors open in front of you, and you're getting ready to jump out of the tower, your car becomes go, goes into a roller coaster, and you spin down the outside of the the tower. You, you, you the dark ride turns into a roller coaster, and you go down, and you get onto a track, and the track is her hair. And uh, you're going down, and you, you get to the end, and then you get thrown into the the pub itself, because that's what happens next in the movie, right? Um, you slow down, it becomes a dark ride again. And it, you go through a more detailed, animatronic-filled version of the Snuggly Duckling. Um, and then all of a sudden, it drops again, and you're in the dam scene. Where the dam breaks, and the water's flowing out all around you, and you're running away. And, um, you know, it, it's very intense. That, 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 this is the part that I wanted to be the most intense part of the ride. The drop from that... To a, a water ride, almost not a water ride, but you get a little splash in the water. Um, so it goes back into a dark ride after that, and you're going to a dome, and and Flynn and Rapunzel are in the boat, and you're in a dome, and you see all the lanterns floating above you, and it's really slow and awesome, and you know all that mushy bullshit. Um, fuck you. That's my favorite part of that. Yeah, movie. dude. Oh, no, it's great. No, it's great. That's fuck what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's just mushy. That that whole scene. <laughs> Um, I even wrote slow lantern scene in dome. Um, you, and we have the song, right? Yes, yes, the song plays. Yes, yes, yes abs- absolutely. Um, one of my favorite Disney songs. So after that, you go through all that, and and then it's gonna go back into a dark ride, and um, this is where we get more animatronics, and it goes back into the dark ride scene of of her hair getting cut by by Flynn. And then the tears dropping on his face, and the animatronics just just move, and it's very vibrant. And this is the scene that I picture the best part of the dark ride, where everything lights up with the, you know, when she cries and all the the, the gold streams come out. Um, and then you're gonna go after that scene back into a fast coaster, and you're gonna go all through the celebration of her becoming the princess again, and going, f- you know, fast to the castle, and everybody cheering, and all the animatronics, and then the ride ends. That's it. I, no. Is it bad that I just want your payoff scene to be the fucking Latin sporting? Yeah, around? but that's not so, the movie. I thought about that too, but... I know, but it is such a fucking important part, and it would be an awesome it's scene. It's fantastic. So, so I, I I can't disagree with Trenton here because I had the same, pretty much the same damn thing. Except instead of... <laughs> ex- except instead of... Uh, any kind of like coaster or, or vehicle, you actually got in those boats from the from the lantern scene, and you ride through a river ride of the animatronics. I thought about that. And too, for my initial, where do I get to hit a motherfucker in the head with a frying pan? Right. That's what. So I was. my <laughs> my initial thing was that's called you would G. have you'd have a lot of like <laughs> if you think back to the Little Mermaid um, under the sea theme or uh, under the sea scene. From the Little That's Mermaid, what ride. I, first thing I thought of. Right, so it's 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 basically this giant like circle where you go around things. What I want to do is break this thing into quadrants where you would go through certain scenes. Like in the tower, you have a certain scene where she's singing "When Will My Life Begin," and then it goes to her wanting to leave, and then the Mother Gotham song because you have to have that song in here. I do like that song. So the one big payoff I did like, and I thought it would be a groundbreaking part of the ride, is where you go from the dark ride. To the elevator, to the coaster, swirling around the outside of the tower. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like Tower of Terror in that you know it's a moving ride. It's and then it becomes like a static elevator as you go up, and then and it's it showing you the movie. Well, and that was a, and, and that's what I thought, Mikey. Yeah. The scenes like um, like in Disneyland with the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. You know what? James is right. You lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> uh, no, I. I'm just fucking. I, I do like this because I do like it. I like that. Idea. My my big scene, my big scene was where you, you you know you're floating in this boat and all of a sudden you come out of this like dark alcove and all of a sudden there's this there's this giant like dome where there are lanterns everywhere and you have the song playing and you see uh, you see Rapunzel and you see Flynn in the boat singing to each other and that's the moment that's the moment of the movie where Flynn. Gives a shit about someone other than himself, but that can't be the ending part Wait, of the ride. No, you have to be That's careful because Eugene. right after that, Eugene. Mother Gothel catches them and says, "And that's where Mother Gothel's reprise is." Yes. Well, no, he wants you for the fucking crown. He doesn't want you for shit. So, mm. but it is one of the best. It, it, the whole movie revolves around those lanterns. Mm-hmm. Right, but it just so. couldn't be that. I couldn't make that my end scene because. No, I get no, you that. can't because there's that that scene where the the ultimate scene where she realize where Rapunzel realizes that Mother Gothel has been leading her astray all these all these eighteen years. Right. So I I do like this. Uh, thankfully, I do have a backup. <laughs> thankfully, I'm I do. Fucked. Um, but but no, this was this was a wonderful idea because Rapunzel is a classic German fairy tale uh, from the Brothers Grimm. Um, it's been part of German folklore since the 1700s. Uh, the The actual fairy tale version is pretty close to uh, to the story Tangled, except that the couple is not royalty; they're just a normal peasant. Freaking peasants! So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're not Fucking DVC, you're nothing. <laughs> I was about to say that. You're not, not DVC, DVC, you're nothing. <laughs> you're a peasant. Um. But the the Rapunzel is actually a plant in in Germany, which uh, she takes her name from because that was in the original fairy tale. That's what the mother craved. That was her craving while she was pregnant with the daughter. Uh, mother Gothel actually steals the baby and then takes it as her own. It's an it's an interesting story. The actual the actual fairy tale, uh, uh, very interesting, somewhat close to the Tangled movie. Um, but there's no Flynn Rider. But it, but it's a fun movie, and uh, I, I I actually do like the movie, and the songs are really good. I mean, I, I think my favorite scene, which I wanted to include in here, was the I Have a Dream scene uh, yes. from the Stugly Duckling. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the Brad plan for Garrett. the cue, was for that song to be playing. In... Hook, Hook Hand. Hook Hand is one of the best uh-huh. characters mm-hmm. ever. Uh, no, the guy See, that makes my, the my... cupcakes. Uh, what's his name? Um... The Muffin Man. <laughs> Fuck, I'm thinking of Shrek. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> With his cum drop, I mean thugs. drop buttons. Now, the only thing that all, different, all the thugs are Trent, awesome. the only thing different that my cue was, the entrance to this area, the, my original idea, was that sort of like walled off, or that like, it had the vines growing in front of the, uh, mm, the alcove. Yeah. And you would walk through there and you would see the tower and you would see a cliff. And then you walk underneath that cliff and you start in the forest and work your way to the uh, to the city, to the kingdom, because that's where your story starts. So you actually walk through the queue and you get closer to the kingdom. Right. So you're starting at a different and point than I was. Yeah, I like cool. that. Yeah. 
I think the most important part of this is that Triton was going to remove the bathrooms in. Well, you can't have the tower in Epcot and have the tower in Magic Kingdom too. So why? I don't know. I feel like it. Why I feel not? like it has to go. Because so it can be replaced with the mountain that Elsa lives on in Frozen instead of the tower. I agree. You could. I definitely agree with that. You could. I mean, you could. You could substitute well, those bathrooms and change them out, and God, that'd be anything. a cold toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> Give me fucking hemorrhoids. All right, so uh, <laughs> don't put your tongue on that pole. So I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want to go on any more about Tangled. Let's go to Mikey. That wasn't the order, but okay. I, I know it's not the order, but we're changing it up. Fucking you and your audibles there, Tom Brady. That's right. <laughs> great hair. Great hair think alike, man. <laughs> yeah. Soft balls think alike. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. I was, I was trying to think of a fucking deflated ball joke, and Mikey got me again for the second time in the road time. Well, what this is is that, oh shit, Scott has to flush out his backup idea. Yeah. So no, you're no, going next. No, my my <laughs> already flushed out. No, it's it, it, it's cool because this just means Tim's gonna about in about a minute. Tim's gonna go fucking a, Mikey. Yep, <laughs> this is where Mike, me and Mikey are gonna fight again. Okay, Mikey, how you how are you going to plus the German pavilion? I don't know. It's Germany. They don't really need much plutzing. They got enough platzes already. <laughs> oh yeah, just to think of plutz my chair. Excuse me, I have to clean for a minute. Everyone's got some plots. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mikey, go ahead. Okay, so the uh, the I mean, you Triton didn't even name his ride. Was he going to call it Tangled the ride? Yep. Um, my name, my my oh. ride's got an. I'm trying to get my mouse over it, but I, I'm having some serious uh, issues with my notes here. My uh, fucking Linux. Triton just Triton just uh, stole the Imagineers' idea for Frozen. And just called it Tangled. Right, right, Frangled. Uh, my my ride is called Der Abstieg. Oh, or <clears throat> Der Abstieg. Can I can I get a fast? Du fast hast, du hast nicht. <laughs> du hast Mr. Fun. Du hast. <clears throat> Uh, my ride is set high up in, in a uh, in a German resort town near the Feldberg Peak of the Black Forest, which is located in southwest Germany. The when you when you get like you know in front of the ride, you know the grounds of the ride. It's themed to uh, kind of a German mountainside with lots of evergreens and deciduous trees and tall prairie grasses and a woodland stream and stuff like that. And it's it's kind of a the queue's kind of a hybrid uh, like the the queue for flight of passage where like you're outside and then you're inside you know kind of but it's themed really well not like toy story land which is all outside um so you're gonna start outside as uh, you go up the side of this uh, this hill you know uh, and and as you get up higher of course it's gonna have a lot of switchbacks because you're basically ascending to the top of this peak but you know I don't want to make it look like you're actually climbing because I want to make this you know ADA compliant so you're going up this ramp that just you know cuts back you know back and forth, and you see these uh, lush vegetation, uh, the greens and the reds, uh, kind of slowly give way into more browns and grays, and finally the snow-covered uh, peaks of the Black Forest. Um, eventually, you know. So, so what I want to happen is, as you go up the the tree line, you start you know you start out where there's no snow, and as you start getting up higher, you simulate the elevation. By just slowly everything, you know, getting more and more covered in snow until you get to the top. And you'll come up uh, in front of a grand ski lodge. 
which is where you begin the interior part of the queue. Uh, upon entering the lodge, you'll have this huge picture window with a, a, a wooden deck out front of it and like this this view of the entire snow-covered valley out there. And this is all simulated with like an LCD, kind of like uh, Trader Sam's, uh, you know, through, through those windows. Um, you follow the queue around and, and the overall theming inside the queue is basically going to be uh, German folk with kind of a, a fusing of like your typical American North Lodge that you would have, you know, antlers and other, you know, garbage. Um, you know, garbage. <laughs> and then, you know, on the overhead, the Muzak or whatever, you'll hear like a traditional, um, you'll hear like European pop and rock music softly being played, but also interspersed with that, you'll have like uh, the local radio station with occasional interruptions to give you like, you know, news and weather bulletins and stuff like that. And, uh, you, you know, you turn another corner and there's another big window and another display, basically. And it's, it's, it's got an interactive element where um, instead of like, uh, you know, you go like, for instance, the Grand Canyon, you drop a quarter in, you look through them binocular things and you can look around. This will have something similar to that, but, you know, we're not going to make anybody drop a quarter in. But you grab it and you can turn it and it's going to basically show you a zoomed in version of whatever the actual screen is, is showing. Um if you've played the old arcade game called Silent Scope, it'll be like that. But basically, you got like a VR, um, like 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 a Google Daydream or something inside this. So you know, it's got like an accelerometer to pan and tilt. So you can actually look around this uh, this this fake simulated outdoor scene, and you you know you can look down there and you'll see even uh, you know a little snow starting to fall, and you'll see some uh, some guys on snowmobiles racing up the mountain, and you know, and stuff like that, and you know, the clouds kind of moving in, and then a final turn through the queue, you get to the last, you know, display window, and that's when you see the weather's really taking a turn for the worse. The clouds are really dark, and the snow is falling really heavily outside. The wind is blowing; you can hear it. You can hear the boards kind of creaking, and you see there's like this little uh, covered area that you've walked into where um, the cast member. Is, is basically letting all the uh, resort guests know that uh, due to inclement weather and it's so bad, we have to evacuate the mountain. And they're having the assistance of what is called the Global Ski Patrol, which the actual term is the uh, National Ski Patrol, but that's like probably copywritten, so we can't use that. So we're just going to go with the GSP for this attraction. And, right in and that's when you finally get a chance to see what the actual ride vehicle is. Um... You know, you, the, the ride vehicle consists of four cars on, on a roller coaster. Uh, the lead car is modeled to look exactly like one of the snowmobiles that you would have seen racing up the hill, you know, two displays back when you were looking through the, or just looking, you know. Um, and it's actually towing three uh, proprietary type of, like, sleds, rescue sleds behind it that, you know, you kind of get into and sit down. And e each one of those sleds will hold three people. So every time, every you know, cart was running through nine people at a time, kind of like what is it, Space Mountain, I guess. Um, and, and but but what makes this real interesting and crazy is driving the uh, snowmobile is an animatronic, which you don't see an animatronic in the roller coaster with you in like anywhere else. Now we're doing it here, and it, it's a very basic animatronic. The head's going to move, the arm's going to move to work the throttle. Uh, maybe his torso will twist about 10 degrees left and right, you know, but it's just enough. So during the, during the ride, 
the driver can turn his head back toward the passengers and carry on kind of a conversation, kind of yell, yell to them. So when you're riding it, you, you know what's going on. Like, you know, if they say, hold on, you know, you can anticipate something, you know, kind of crazy uh, about to happen. Um, but anyway, you get seated in these rescue uh, sleds uh, attached to this uh, snowmobile train. And, you know, the cast members there load the cars. Uh, the driver turns over, uh, looks at her, and, and you hear the driver say, you know, they've only got one more train coming up here before the roads are impassable, and then you get everybody in there at, that they can, and then away you go. You kind of exit nice and slow. There's no major, you know, launch or anything like that. You you don't get dragged up a hill because you've already walked up the top of it. Um, you kind of exit the awning, and you're you, it, it, it's, it's done up to look like you're outside. You're still inside this building, but, you know, there's lots of trees, Lots of snow drift, stuff like that. Once in a while you see snow blowing because them little soap flake things get puffed out. Um, and then, you know, during this uh, kind of, you know, relaxing, slow kind of tour because you're not really wanting to get in a hurry or anything. And you can see that you're, you're, you're basically going through ruts that were made by the snowmobiles that left before you. You, you can see the driver's head turn and look to the right. And, uh, you know, he says, uh-oh, that's not good. And if you follow where he's looking, you look up and there's a screen. And it's going to show this avalanche starting to come down the hill at you. And it's going to cover everything up. So uh, from that point, things get a little interesting because you, you, you kind of go left and you get out of the snow. Uh, you, you get out of the, the packed snow you're on. You start making your way down through the it, weaving in and out of the trees. And it, it gets really fast at this point. You're dodging trees. You're dodging boulders. Uh... It gets really fast. The the snow, you can hear it rumbling back there behind you. Uh, this lasts a little bit until you get to another part where you can slow down. seems like, I guess, when you're doing these rides, you'd like to have a, a mix of fast and slow and fast and slow. You know, that's kind of the thing that, I, you know, Trenton had it. I got it. You get going down the hill and you're picking up speed and you're trying to outrun this avalanche. And up ahead of you, you see this, uh, it's kind of like a, like a maintenance shed or a shack or a hangar kind of where they do like uh, garage work. Uh, the door's been left open. Your driver looks back and tells you, hang on, I got an idea. I got to, you know, and you duck into this little structure real quick and, and your ride vehicle comes to a stop. Uh, he starts radioing, you know, checking in with base and you can hear the conversation going back and forth between him and the, the main base of operations. And the, the, the gist of it is we shouldn't have stopped because the shit's bearing down right on us and it, it's time to go. And at that point, you kind of start hearing this, this loud rumble. The lights kind of flicker and then go out inside the, the building you're in, which, by the way, actually will house a full-size um, snowcat snowplow that you would find on uh, on these resort mountains and stuff like that. And like a, a partially torn down snowmobile that's, you know, maintenance work done to it. And you can smell the... The, the odor of like a garage kind of in there. But the lights kind of flicker and they go out and it gets super dark. All you got is the headlight of the snowmobile and then the dash cluster lit up. He's, it's one of those hold my beer moments while he says, hang on, just trust me. And he uh, guns the throttle because right in front of you is the back door to this place. And this is where you get accelerated with like a magnetic accelerator kind of. Um, you get shot straight at the door, the door opens, you go ramping out the backside of this building, and that's where you actually exit the inside of the ride at the building, and you kind of come outside for just a second, uh, and all you see is bright daylight and just sky before you plummet straight down, 
um, through a you know magically well placed big ass hollow log, just the right size for your snowmobile. Because why not? You go into the log, which takes you you know back into the building, and you do a corkscrew. So you got one inversion on the roller coaster. You come out the log. Um, and it's just balls to the wall, juking and jiving and trying not to get hit by the snow, which you, you can, every once in a while, you get a puff come over you. Uh, and it gets really hectic and crazy from that point before you come back down to, you know, you see the road again and you jump off that back down on the road. You come to a stop where the gathering point is because that's where the tourist center is. And you exit through the gift shop. Of course. Because it's a tourist center. You got a cast member there to say, hey, we're glad you made it down. We hope you're okay. Don't sue us. <clears throat> if you need any snacks or any drinks or something, you know, warm to wear, you know, exit, you know, and there you go through the gift shop. And then the driver again well, will turn that's his... A, that's the, Nor- the Norway Pavilion. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. The Norway Hansen. Pavilion. I almost spent a shit ton of money on a jacket <laughs> that I really wanted. A Helly Hansen jacket. <laughs> it was like $300, and I'm like, I want this, but I didn't do it. The, yes. the Norway Pavilion? No, hey, how about my father-in-law spraying the perfume on himself because he thought it was shit. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, the women's one does smell really good. All I know is that, but Mikey, you said fucking about the German pop music, and I got stuck on 99 Luftballons. Yeah, yeah, 99 Luftballons. <laughs> you know what? That'll play, I guess, at some point. Hey, but Mikey, Mikey knows the best version of that song by Goldfinger, right? That's right, fucking A, man. That was on uh, Empire no. Records soundtrack. Yes, no, that's the only yes. version of it. I remember it that movie. That's the, that only, awesome. that's the only good version of it. That's the only Wait, good what? Renee Zellweger movie. Isn't that what no, you just no, said? No, 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 no. The original German version of that song. Was I awesome. know, but I love the Goldfinger one. He sings in yeah, German. No, but he's like European. I love, I love the Goldfinger version of that song. But it no, is, Mikey, I, great. I do like this. So it's, it's a little bit of a, like German Alpine thrill ride. I, I, I think this is something that Epcot needs. They need something thrilling because. But I, I would change it from a snowmobile to an Alpine sled. Well, see, I thought of that, but I just, I, I wanted to be able to accommodate more people at one time and have a themed reason to have. You know, nine people in, in in a train, I guess, of uh, of you know going. So no, I, originally I thought, well, shit, let's just put a little alpine coaster up there with like one rail and one person on a seat and let them go and run their own brakes and stuff like that, like you see. But I just eh. could be fun. Well, wait, time out, time out. This I is not Action fun. Park. You no, can't run no. your own brakes. And fucking <laughs> uh, well, they got one up in Branson, which the Goodmans are going to do in 2019. I'm holding you to it. No, we've do- I've done an Alpine sled in the Poconos. They're fun, and but that's single rider per per thing. It is, it is. So realistically, that wasn't going to work for this. No, I thought about doing a toboggan of some kind, but if you, it, this it, just gave a reason to have the threat of why you're going so fast. I, I like it. I like it because it seems originally. Like- it was going to be a stand-up coaster, like and it's got skis. It's got but. like it's got you know slow, fast, slow, fast. It it really throws you for a loop. You know, pardon the pun. It's a corkscrew, but I got you. I know, I know. Can't really do a loop. I mean, I guess you can do like a backflip on a. Uh, but I, I didn't want to. It's go more of like a. Strata. It's more of like a barrel roll. Yeah, do a barrel roll. Yeah, because you're hitting a ramp and Skippy. you barrel roll. But yeah, it. I mean, I. I like it because it's not IP related. It no, it's show- not IP caught. It show it showcases the beauty of the country, rather than well, listen, 
Norway. Like it is turning into IP land. So. I know it is. I, we know. I, we I all think, know it is. I, I think we, this is a better roller coaster idea than maybe you know what's going in place of figment or wherever they're putting that. <laughs> Ellen's. Okay, and I'm sure Guardians is going to be great, but I think, I'm sure it will. I, I think Future World has enough stuff. World Showcase is 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 lacking in uh, reasons for people to stand around and wait. Yes. All right. So, uh, Tim, what say? Mine what is what is what is, what do you say? What do you have to to offer the German pavilion that we need? Mine is very dark in comparison. Oh boy. <laughs> well, we didn't have the same. See, I like it. No, we did it close to it, though, because mine also takes place in the Black Forest. All right. Um, mine is very, it's not necessarily IP driven, but it's it's hints of IP because we're going to take a ride to Grimm's Forest. Ooh. Oh, yes. And it starts at the beginning of the Black Forest. You're in a boat. It's a boat ride. Love boat it's rides. A dark ride. There's <laughs> ham everywhere. <laughs> ham Sorry, and <laughs> Glockenspiels. Um, and it's going to take you a ride through German folklore, which a lot of modern day fairy tales took place or from Germany. The Brothers Grimm. To win. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, James. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tim won already. The first scene, you're just going to go through. You're going to start in the Black Forest and you're going to start hearing the sounds of the singing fairy nymphs of the Black Forest. So that's going to be like a. This is not a kid ride. I'm just going to tell you right now don't bring your four year olds to this fucking ride because they're going to cry and have nightmares. <laughs> well, I'm already hearing nymphs, so he that said, sounds like nymphs, already. not nymphos. <laughs> hey, you know what? Same that's thing. like. Eighty percent. If and if you if you if it's you a know lot of the word German folklore, nymphs play a huge part. I'll give them the so missing. So from o. there, we're going to go to the hot springs of Baden Baden, which is also filled with fairy nymphs, and it's just going to carry that theme over. And then you're going to get into the villages of the Black Forest. Which are little tiny villages where you have your um, Ku Klux shops, which brings into our um, gift shop at the end. But we'll get to that. And then each each house in the village is going to pass through all these houses, and each one is going to have a hint of fairy tales. It's not going to be like blatant in your face, but you're going to have one house that's going to have like a little spinning wheel for Rumpelstiltskin. You're going to have some gems for Snow White. You're going to have hints of Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and Little Red Riding Hood. And you're going to go along. And also throughout this ride, you're going to see hints of our man, Krampus. Oh, boy. Because this is going to take place during Christmas. And Christmas is big in Germany. And Krampus is a big folklore story in in Germany. If you don't know the story of Krampus, look it up. Don't see the movie because the movie is shit. That's that's not what? No, that, that not. movie is pretty shit. good. The movie is shit. It's got Adam Scott well, in it. Read the book and 
You'll see the, the movies. Yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna be more fun? I want you to watch a movie. Tim wants you to fucking read. That well, I will agree that Adam Scott is the best part of that movie, but that was His it. Beard gets caught up in the pages. So you're gonna see little hints of Krampus, you know, like a footprint here or there, or a little tuft of hair, or an image in each house that Krampus was in the house. A claw scratch yep. mark on a wall. A claw scratch mark on a wall. A, a broken Christmas tree. Something. And at the end, is you, you, Krampus is gonna come and chase your boat. And because the story of Krampus is he takes bad children. Krampus is the legend of Krampus. He's the son of the Norse god of the underworld. And he he takes. Is he going to chase you like the dinosaur and dinosaur does in that one scene where you can see him running from the left side, but way more intense no, he, than it's that? It's going to be a better animatronic than that. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Better than but that, it, but it, it's, same it's idea. That's just already scary. Like Yeti. Yeah, it's going to be better than a Yeti because he's not going to break I didn't his... say the Yeti. I Nobody said the dinosaur. And... What? <laughs> <laughs> How do we get the Yeti? That's the next magical meltdown shirt. Just go Krampus. <laughs> All I gotta do is make the Yeti's fur brown. And he's gonna chase you, and leading ultimately to the big drop, where you get away from Krampus. Because every every ride needs a, a thrill. And I'm kind of borrowing a little bit from the old Nori ride. Maelstrom. A little, little Maelstrom. Where you have the drop and you get away from Krampus. And, and you, you exit out into this big... German Christmas Wonderland where everything is decorated and it's all Christmassy and of course you come out of the right into the Christmas shop in the Germany Pavilion where you, where you can buy your Christmas pickle there you go no I, I I like this I like this idea too I mean it's it's a fun thrill it's a little ride. dark a little dark uh, but it's also got dark, those those nods to the Brothers Grimm fairy tales that that we don't Disney borrowed heavily from. It, yeah, from. we don't give enough credit to because, I mean, the Brothers Grimm. Look, they didn't write these fairy tales. These were across Europe, and they collected them, put them into stories, and made them their own, which is what Disney did anyway. So Disney did a Brothers they, Grimm. They embellished yeah. a lot of them. So, so and, awesome and Disney idea. Borrowed a lot from Brother, Brothers Grimm. Awesome idea, uh, Adam. We know from history that you're going to win this, so you're going last. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna win this time. I really don't think I am. He's drunk. So I think even if yeah, he had a good idea, problem. his presentation may be a bit lackluster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, on the fly, I came up with a backup since Trenton basically uh, Trenton mine. What does that mean? On the fly, you did suck your way into the going first. Yes, you did. Tonight, so not my fault. Adam didn't want to go first, so I I just didn't care and. I really didn't want to go first, so <laughs> there's that, too. My ride has a little nod to Cars 2, okay? Now... Made his nightmare? Yes. So, there is a there's a German racer. His name is Sebastian Vettel, okay? He's a wonderful F1 racer, Formula 1, great racer. He plays a car named Max Schnell, and that is German for max speed, high, top speed. We're going to go... Uh, and we're going to go drive one of the most famous roads in all oh, the world. God. And that's... Uh, the, the Autobahn? No, no, even better. No. Even better. The Nordschleif? The Nordschleif? The Nürburgring Nordschleif. The Nürburgring. See, I oh. fucking knew this. I, yes! I, I knew you were going to go something Nürburgring as soon as this came out. 
I'm surprised that it wasn't your first choice, but then I was like, well, you know what? It's Epcot. You've already got fucking Test Track, so why not? You know what? We're going to take Test Track, and we're going to make Test Track a dark ride. Dark- Test Track is going to be a pussy ride compared to this. The Nordschleif Nürburgring is one of the most amazing roads in the world. I ha- It is my lifelong dream. It's a bucket list thing to drive on this on this road. Mine too. You go there, it is it is hairpin turns, the carousel. Uh, some of these turns, some of these roads are some of the most demanding roads. This road has claimed over 200 lives itself on racing days. Oh, well, shit. Sign me up. Yes. You got to be careful. It is a, it is a, it is not a road for the faint hearted. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to enter the Max, uh, the Max Schnell, uh, racing academy. And he is going to train you on how to race. You're going to go there. You're going to learn from him. And in this pre-show, he's going to tell you all about it, and you're going to get into a car. Most likely, I'm going to say right now, I would call it a Mercedes, even though, even though the record around the Nurburgring, the uh, uh, the best lap time right now is a, I want to say it's a Nissan GTR. I thought I thought it was a McLaren. No, it's a Porsche 911 GT2 RS. That's the fastest. The fastest round a 14-mile track is 6 minutes and 47 seconds. And this isn't just a 14-mile straightaway where you can go 200 miles an hour. This is this is at some points in the turn, you can't go more than 35 miles an hour because it is so dangerous. Uh, so when you say a 14-mile track um, to, to do this... It's uh, in in under seven minutes is is amazing. It is it is a really difficult road to drive, and Max Schnell is going to teach you how to drive it. And then you're going to get into your car, and this is basically going to be like almost like Star Tours um, on the road. So you're going to get into these motion simulators, and there's going to be 360 degrees of screen around you, and you're in the car, and you're ready to race, and you start off with against other people alongside. You're going to see other cars next to you. And you're gonna get in there, and and you're gonna drive uh, the green hell, which is the name of the track. So this is the Mario Kart ride from Nintendo Land. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, because when you talked about having someone teach you how to drive, I was thinking, okay, I haven't seen Cars too, but I've seen this Cars. Well, yeah, but Max Schnell, it, it's something that brings you into the German pavilion, and Max Schnell is a. Will will be your teacher, and he's going to say he's going to he, the basically the pre-show is going to be about the history of the Nurburgring, the the dangerousness of it, the turns that you have to do, what you have to look out for. I mean, there's some beautiful scenery as you go along, as you go through this uh, through this road. So, I want to go race on the the Nurburgring, and what better way to showcase, uh, you know, quintessential German motoring? Uh, so when you start. When you first started talking, me and James had the same idea that you weren't going to have enough room for this, but then you you, you you drew it back in with the simulator. Yeah, so in order to create 12 miles of track, yeah, yeah, I'd have to... Yeah, it has to be a simulator. Right, it, ha- it would have to be Three a simulator. Three acres. Not enough room, but you could you could do this in a simulator ride where, where it takes it into a smaller area and not really touch too much, and then have, you know... At the end of it, have a gift shop where you can purchase BMW racing gear, Mercedes racing gear, uh, Porsche racing gear, because everybody loves cars. Everybody loves fast cars. My son's my son's favorite. He loves all that. Everybody loves Porsche. He will buy. He will buy. I all miss crap. Like Joey from that episode of Friends where he's got all that Porsche shit on because he thinks it's his. <laughs> yeah. He's acting like it's his Porsche because somebody left it on the street. <laughs> 
I, I actually I missed my but Porsche. You, ha you had a Porsche. I want another the, one. This would be a this would be a wonderful attraction where you could showcase you could showcase some of the wonderful German motoring history. Um, you know, Sebastian Vettel, Michael Schumacher, uh, Stefan Beloff. I mean, these are wonderful racers that that you know kind of get forgotten. But how Disney is? And have a Disney tie into it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean with cars too. I mean. Yes and no. So, unfortunately, Cars 2 is like one of the worst picks. Yes, I agree. No, no, good, di good dinosaur. The good dinosaur is also bad. Yes. No, I find Cars 2 worse than the good dinosaur. I'll watch. No, oh, I'll, no. I will well, no watch. One, no one's comparing. Watch them. I'm just Cars saying they're both bad. Over good dinosaur. I no. I've seen I've seen Cars 2 a lot. I've no, seen I agree. Cars 2 a lot. Well, that's because you have a son. Also, I like who I like loves cars. the movie. Like There's cars. a difference. Like as a whole, that movie is fucking pretty fucking bad. I like cars. The character development, everything about it is fucking cliche and bad. Oh yeah. And didn't that come out the same time as the Crudes? The Good Dinosaur did. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really? like the Good Dinosaur. I mean, it just... I didn't. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it was okay. The thing with the Good Dinosaur is that was at least it was pretty to watch. There was a lot going on that, like, kept my attention on the screen, whereas the fucking Cars 2 was a hot mess from the start to end. Cars 2 was horrible. I like it. I, you would. I like it. It's fun. Listen. <laughs> and then you want to give it a ride. We can't even fucking Larry get a Larry the Cable ride. Guy has even come out and said Cars 2 was a Star Wars prequel. If you don't take Cars 2 seriously... It's not good. Scott. Neither are the Star Wars prequels. There's no way you are making this good a good movie. So, so Scott, I don't. I'm not disliking your idea. I like the idea. I think it's very cool, even though it's just Mario Kart from Nintendo Land. No, we'll do it better. We'll do it way I better. I do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat mm -hmm. that that Cars Two is a good movie. It's a bad I, movie. I'm a huge. I'm Cars not saying fan. it's a great. But we're movie. not looking at it like that. We're looking at what Germany has to bring for it, and Germany's bringing forth good cars. No, no, yeah, you know, yeah. They got awesome BM. I mean, they do. They have good cars. You, you throw in Sally Carrera, and I might be sold. I said Porsche. I mean, I want to bring some speed into this. Adam, what are you bringing? I went totally LSD. old school. You brought speed. He's bringing the LST. And I kind of did some digging, and I actually went back to a silly symphony, and I chose Babe in the Woods. Oh, see, is basically a retelling of the Hansel and Gretel. Theme. Yep. Yes. Which is also a Brothers Grimm story, which I left out. We talked about this earlier for like three hours. <laughs> but 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 this is kind of what I chose, and I actually wanted the entrance way to actually have the witch at the beginning in a smaller version. And basically, it's based along the witch's rock. So I chose that like in a small. In the entranceway, you just see this little kind of miniature statue almost of Witch's Rock. And then you walk in to the queue, actual queue, and the queue is decorated as the Black Forest, which everybody kind of used for this. Yeah. So. so you <laughs> ham in this episode. It's weird. We all love the pork. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've got several empty hams over here. Says says the Jewish guy on the show. Yeah, oh, I, you know, you call a spade a spade. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh god, I'm gonna trigger the old the old I, German I the old Jewish grandmother. I, Hold I, on, I sorry. Oi, please. Let me tell my story and then you can talk. Okay, I, you know, I, I it's hard for me to come to with these things. Whoa. I take time with them. <laughs> and it hurts me when you insult me. Did you just spit on it, Adam? Up? Just spit on it. <laughs> Have fun with it. <laughs> It's hard for me to come. Is the only one that's gonna make this oh, show. It's hard me. Have you seen your grandfather? <laughs> you know, oh, it's goodness. not. There's not that much to see uh, there. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. And you're you're gonna walk through like kind of like the forest. I I kind of think of this as a duck ride. As everybody seen Frozen is a huge attraction, so I kind of went along those lines. And as you board the boat. It's going to be a boat ride. I am a Hansel and Gretel animatronic greeting you, and you follow them into the wood woods where they actually get lost. So you're you're actually going through like the setup of this attraction. You're you're going through the setup of the story where the woods are all nice and clean and neat until they get a little dark and they turn and you start seeing faces in the trees and all this other in sort of like a scary kind of situation. And then you like bugs are coming out. And I, I went all, like, animatronic on this. Like, sort of like how um, Olaf is. Where he's actually walking with the boat. So you have Hansel and Gretel walking with your boat. Throughout the whole experience. And then... You finally get to this dark, really dark tree with a really evil face. And the doors open. And you're now in a land with... Elves, which is if you watch the short, the elves are playing and sort of like having fun, and it's it's very like it's kind of cutesy, and you have the music playing in the background. Further along the room, Hansel and Gretel actually join in with the fun, and they're dancing around. And then the next scene is where the flying witch comes in, and she's the typical witch riding on a broomstick. Well. Eventually she lands and Hansel and Gretel actually join her broomstick very easily. They want to actually ride the broomstick with her. So they hop on the broomstick and they fly to the witch's cottage. Like candy castle. I don't know what you would call this. The, the witch's cottage. The gingerbread house. Yeah. The gingerbread house filled with all of candy. And you just see the outside of this because I didn't want to make it too crazy. And then you go through the doors of the witch's, cot witch's cottage. And this is where my ultimate animatronic dream kind of came in. Because you have the witch holding the little boy in her hand. And through the short, she actually turns him into a spider. So it like my ultimate dream animatronic, or I don't know how the hell they would do this, would be to turn the little boy into a spider at this point. There'd be a puff of smoke or something, right? Like, or fog or... Something. I just, I haven't figured out how this would work. But, uh, I mean, I'm trying to condense the story. It's a seven-minute short, and you can find it through um, YouTube and stuff. It's definitely on there. But, as she turns him into a spider, and, like, all the... It's dark. It's very morbid. Um, there's a cat in there that's actually been... The witch actually in this particular story, turns all the kids into animals. At the end of the day, the spider turns in, the boy turns into a spider, and the elves come to the rescue. So they shoot, actually shoot the witch, who sends her scuttling away. 
The little girl takes the potion that turns the boy into a spider and pours it over him. And we cut to the scene. We don't see what exactly what happens there yet. But we cut to a, a scene where the witch takes off and she's flying over your head. And you see the actual dwarves and elves fi flying, following her, shooting her with arrows. Um, later on down the road, you actually see the little girl and the little boy drag their cauldron out. She actually ends up landing in the cauldron from the dwarf shooting her. And this is what actually turns her to stone. So she, the, the cauldron tips over when she lands in it. She crawls out of the cauldron and you can see her actually turning to stone. And she's the exact replica of the little stone figure that you saw at the beginning of the attraction. The witch's stone. Yes. And this is like the real size version of and it. And that's that's where the British fairy tale comes in because they had apparently the the fairy tale is based on the Grimm story and also the the mm -hmm. British story where it, it's a it's a mashup yeah, of it. Where there's a rock that looks like a witch, so this was the way that they told how that rock came to be. So I, I kind of find I it, like it interesting because it's history. It's Disney because it's actually Silly Symphony. And it, it, it's a little borderline creepy, mm -hmm. but I think it works. And that's my idea. And, I'm and if you can get that animatronic like that, that it would probably be an LCD, but to have that like the witch coming out of the cauldron and like slowly turn into stone. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Really cool effect. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's it's very futuristic. It's very, like, advanced animatronics, and I don't know if this is even capable of being done. No, I mean, I agree. With with, with mine as well, That's that was the whole idea, is very advanced animatronics with with mm -hmm. everything. So I had def I definitely had animatronics in my head that I wanted for my attraction. And I guess I didn't go into, you know, extreme detail, but I, I agree. I mean, that's that's a big part of it is the, the animatronics. I mean, we, we know that it's coming, but yeah. just when... And it, it still gives you a little bit of that history of Germany. All right, so James, uh, speaking for the Three Sheets Nation, uh, what, it, you know, we've all pitched our rides to you. You get to be Bob Chapek tonight and don't cut my budget. Um, James, just a heads up. You're going to be on a boat with three of us. Just just so, saying. So here's, the th here's the thing. Here's the thing. Really great things. You know, I loved Scott's car aspect because that's what Germany's known for BMWs you know my son loves them he's in love with every German car that's out there I mean he just he melts they make they make some damn good motors you know I I'm, I'm a rice burner type of guy I like my oh, dude, Toyotas don't even get me started on the beauty that is the Nissan GTR man <laughs> For for a long time, yes, that, that held too. that held the record but of the Nordschleife. Trenton said, "Look, this is what we're talking about." You know what came to me was, you know, I think Disney ought to just buy the rights to every Grimm story there is, every Grimm brother story, because that's what a lot of the early Disney movies were based on. Snow White, you know, all that stuff was all based on the early Grimm stories. So, in my opinion, I thought a ride through all that. So, you know, Trenton's, Tim, Adams, you know, all that stuff. I think a ride through the history, the what what created the old, the original Disney movies. 
would be awesome. So, you know, it's I, I don't know if I could pick one. <laughs> you know, you guys all had outstanding ideas. That's you did. <laughs> Pretty much. You fucking cheaters. You do. You, you all fucking cheat. Well, you know what? You, all fucking you know cheat. what, James? It'll just be left up to the nation and Trenton's poll. <laughs> I, it's always on Trenton's poll. It keeps getting bigger, by the way. And I, uh, No, it, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, this, this pavilion has so much room, it needs a ride. And I think all... Mikey said it best earlier. I think we all hear these rides and we're all going to be disappointed when Disney doesn't do them or does since they listen. I I love all five Everybody of these rides. Ride. They need a ride. They need a ride. How how uh, what do you put there? Seriously. I mean, I'm how, not going to lie. We gave five I, ideas. I stumbled Disney. on this. No, but hear me out because I stumbled on this for a little bit because I the second it had to be an attraction, I would want a brew house. Well, no. I agree. So that was my first idea, and James knows. I actually I said, nope. I said, a, what, a fucking beer attraction? Nope. I don't, nope. no, it doesn't necessarily need to be a, be a beer attraction, but doing tours about, and just being local in Pennsylvania, just finding out how beer is made, and like the different styles, and how that works, I would love an actual working brewery on Disney property. But for the general public, yeah, no, do you think I don't think it would work. For the general public. Oh, without it, do you? No, but Germany always had. No, hear me out, because Germany has always the longest lines for their freaking queues when you're looking at um, food and wine. But who doesn't love the Brothers Grimm? I mean, everything is, you know. I know Disney put a sweet twist on it, but it, it was very dark. Oh, without a doubt, and that can make for some really cool rides. That can make for some really cool rides. They were all moral. Those stories, stories started as moral makers, right? I mean, it's like, don't do this or you'll get fucking eaten. Or don't do this or you're, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, look, the the, the, I mean, German, uh, the German history has a lot, of, a lot of folklore to it. I mean, you talk about all these stories that basically turned into Disney movies. But hear me out. James said it best before, where you have to be super careful what you put in Germany. Of course, yes. of course. Yes. Let's make it something that everybody enjoys. And if you've ever seen the line totally during agree. Food and Wine for the for that beer cart, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And to have if if they well, get you you could you you could actually do a tour where it's just beer and sausage. exactly. Because they make some awesome sausage. And you know what? That's why you have fast, fast cars and fast women. <laughs> ha, have a have a beer garden at the end of the uh, at the end of the Nordschleife. When Scott does that accent, I only think of the episode or the 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 scene in Super Troopers where Jay Changer C car pulls over the German <laughs> couple in the Porsche. Hmm. <laughs> Who wants a mustache? I do. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the whole part I think about. <laughs> That's the same accent. He sounds just like the German guy. It's from a pretty Super generic Super. German accent. Um, but but no, I I think that if you have a fast a fast fast cars and beer, you you stay safe and it's it's not too dark and everyone enjoys it. And a little Disney tie. See, but you have to. But at this point, you have to be super careful with the cars too, because of all yes, the freaking too. heat they're getting. Ah, uh, but. I, I mean, you put a Mercedes in there, no one's going to give a shit. Everybody loves Mercedes. Yeah, but... Dolly Dolly Parton loves Mercedes. 
The point is, the whole Volks, Volkswagen <laughs> is always more approachable. If, no, if hear me anyone out, is, Mercedes, and, and you can't on, make it an ECR because Paul Walker. If anybody has ever said, "I really want a Volkswagen," I'll buy them a beer. But here's the game I, with I, this: What is more approachable? Volkswagen. I always wanted a Carmen Ghia. What's I, more I, approachable? What, is a Beamer more approachable for the average person or a Volkswagen? Who dreams about more approachable? Nobody dreams about. Dude, nobody dreams nobody about. Dreams it, about but settling. At the same token. Do you know? But wait, you know wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. Beamer no, and a wait. Porcupine is. The porcupine doesn't drive like an asshole. <laughs> the porcupine has his pricks on the outside. <laughs> but it doesn't actually define a car. It's just a ride. It's just a ride. It does not define. This is more anything. about the but spirit the of motoring. Uh, the spirit of driving. Yes, I would also rather have a brand new Camaro than I would have. Oh, been hands down. Oh, hold on, hold on. Camaro. No. I would never be able to get out of it. want a brand new Camaro? I'll take a 69. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm, not saying I'm, I'm saying I'm comparing new cars. Con- if it was a new Camaro or a new BMW, I would take a new Camaro. Considering the new day. Camaro actually beat a BMW M3 in a side-to-side test. I'll take an M3. I'll take an M3. Or or the AM the AMG C63. How about them Fiats, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, look, look. Honestly, I think we can all agree Germany needs a ride. It's it's, it's a beautiful pavilion that could use a little plus. It is. Yeah. And I think they should I think they should capitalize plus on the Plus, Tangle needs a ride. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brother's well, friend. I'm here to tell you. Disney ought to buy all the rights because well, it, all the early it, movies I think they're all, all public that. domain though so there's no yeah, right to at this point they just need to crank out some more uh, films well they're yeah. not because you have to be super careful because Disney has yes, a lot of yes. stories based on this so if they fuck yes, it they up do. all the early exactly films. if they yep. fuck it up it's done James right now you're Bob Chapek please don't cut budgets but which attraction are you building you know, I think I'm going with Tim. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> I think I'm going with Tim. Because Tim kind of pays nod to all of the Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, he did it right. And and that's it. I'm a Grimm. I'm a Grimm fan. I'm a huge Grimm fan. Mikey, there is some there are some glorious hair products over at the Magic Meltdown. And I'm talking about t-shirts. And that is, mm, that is the official right. Get Fuzzy t-shirt. I'm wearing That's it right, wearing now, it right now. He has no so, business wearing because he does not have a fucking. Beard. I don't. It's, it's as close it. to fuzzy as he's gonna be. <laughs> gonna get. <laughs> uh, it's it's as close to fuzzy as I'm gonna Nesbit. He, he he's got that prepubescent mustache. Going I do. On right now. I do. Well, it looks like some pubes. <laughs> I don't know about. But Mikey, Mikey, we got some stuff coming out at Magical Mouth Done. Uh, anything? Anything? Now you just debuted the Stitch holding Chewy as a dog T-shirt. I did. And I hate you for it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I really do, Mikey. I hate you for that shirt. I was just... He knew he was going to upset a lot of apple carts here. That that I was just, you know, I, I was giving some solidarity in, in my support that maybe Stitch isn't a dog, but he's something else. Neither entirely. is Chewy. Stitch is a dog. Stitch is more of a dog than Chewy. Right. So Stitch saying. was adopted. Definitely. There is some awesome stuff over at MagicalMeltdown.com. Um, most notably, most notably, 
there is something new coming, maybe coming to Magic Meltdown, but the only way to get it right now, and that is a three sheets bottle opener, right, Mr. Ne uh, Mr. Namdug? <laughs> I want this bottle. There's opener. only one way to get that, and and that only is to way. sign up for the Give Kids the World giveaway. Uh, oh, I thought it involved yes. a sexual favor. Well, it might. <laughs> What? 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 Uh, but if you if you want to get your hands on a very very exclusive bottle opener with uh, the five of our gorgeous faces on it, or the first one with my fucking glorious yes. ass beard yes, on it, there's too. a beard on there. Dude, <laughs> it is an ass beard. This, this this is this is a better beard than your your homeless beard. Uh, but if you want to get this, you have to go over to uh, to Give Kids the World. We're running this this awesome giveaway, and there, there are two ways to win. And you will win one of these for both of the prize packages. But prize package number one is a bourbon tasting in the Top of the World Lounge with, uh, with four of the hosts, Mikey, Tim, Adam, Trenton, and there might be a Namdug there or two. You never know. There's going to be two Namdugs there. Might be what? one or two Namdugs if you're, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Uh, but... <laughs> This prize package is a bourbon tasting at the Top of the World Lounge. It's going to be an awesome experience. Very intimate. You will get to know us as we have gotten to know inside each other. Inside and out. Inside and out. When bourbon when bourbon flows. Mostly inside. Bourbon, yeah. As you know from tonight's episode, when, when whiskey flows, <laughs> we, we open up. But the winners of the prize package number one will be invited to the Top of the World Lounge. There are two winners. So get in there. Get uh, get your entries to prize package number one. It is twenty dollars per entry. And what you're going to do, you're going to go over to uh, givekidstheworld or gktw.com, give kids the world, and you're going to click on their donate site. Uh, it'll take you to a link where you can you can donate as much as you want. Twenty dollars per entry for every entry that you uh, register for. It's the bet. It, you get a better chance of winning. So, what you'll end up doing is what. When when you donate, you'll get a little confirmation screen uh, that shows how much you donated. Screenshot that, snap a photo of it, send it to uh, Three Sheets of the Mouse podcast. Or oh no, I'm sorry, send it to Three Sheets of the Mouse at gmail.com. The number three, Three Sheets of the Mouse at gmail.com, and make sure you include on the subject line that you want to be entered into prize package number one. Now, in order to win this, you have to be in WDW. You have to be in Disney World. On November 6th. That is the day of the bourbon tasting at the top of the world. Uh, Tim, what time is that bourbon tasting? Do you know? 4.30. 4.30. So, plan on... If you're if you're going to be at the sheet up in November, if you live in the Orlando area, if you live in Tampa, or wherever within driving distance, get involved. Get into this. It's a wonderful experience. You're going to get to know us. You're going to get to know the podcast. You're going to... You're gonna get intimate with us. The, the event itself is exclusive in that they limit it to about twenty people. Mm -hmm. We have twelve of those seats. It will be all three sheets. So this is gonna be eight strangers, yeah. but this will be twelve of us. So we're gonna <coughs> hey take over the whole. Hey thing. Tim, they're only strangers when take we start. Out. Yeah, we'll get right. strangers out. We'll make them love. We'll us. make them love us. <laughs> we'll make them love us. We'll make them love us. And Brie is she is the Disney bourbon expert aficionado. She does the tastings along with Mike Sass, who's the bartender at Top of the World. It's an, an amazing time. We we did it before. We had a lot of fun. You ask as many questions as you want. The answer is 
you know, as much as they can, as much as they know, and and Bree knows a lot. It's going to be a great time. Now, if you cannot be there in November, there is still another way to win this awesome prize package of three sheets gifts, uh, and that is to enter into prize package number two. Uh, that is an, that is going to be a three sheets prize package glassware, stickers, barware, uh, some personal touches. You may get some Suavecito. I don't know. You may get some nudes. Some nudes, yeah. Hey. Some host nudes. I mean, James got one. I mean, Mikey's, Mikey's half nude right now. <laughs> Mikey's half nude right now. Uh, But if you want to enter into this prize package, uh, there are two winners for this. It is $10 per entry. So whatever you go over to uh, www.gktw.com and donate, let us know, again, three sheets of the mouse at gmail.com, how much you want to enter into this prize package. And it's going to be worth your time. It's going to be worth your money. It's going to be worth your time. It's going to be, again, a very intimate prize package where you kind of get to know us and and we get to give back to you because the most important thing about this is we want to give to give kids give kids the world and that is a wonderful charity there are two great prize packages but most importantly we want to give back to give kids the world it's a wonderful charity they do a lot of great things for sick and terminally ill children around the world around the country they bring them to Disney World they bring them to Orlando and they they basically just make them forget that life is happening so uh, get over there. Go to www.gktw.com and uh, and donate as much as you can. We're only asking for a small amount. Twenty bucks gets you one entry, and you know what? One chance at it is is better than none. So get over there, donate what you can. Let us know again. You gotta you gotta screenshot your donation. Send it to uh, three sheets the mouse at gmail.com. And if you go to the top of the world, you can touch my beard. I'll let you do it. Oh. Who the hell wants to do that? Uh, whoever the fuck wins, obviously. Uh, I touch Trent's beard whenever I want. I want to thank you all for joining us this week on Three Sheets Mouse. If you enjoyed the show, head over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to help others like you, Disney fans who are also being uh, fans of being adults and, and alcoholic beverages, find the show because there's a niche for us. There's Look, everyone's got kids who goes to Disney. Sometimes you need to drink while having to deal with your kids. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Most Please. times you need to drink having to deal with your kids. Disney is the best way to do it. They win, you win. For real, please give us a review. Mention that Mention that I'm asking you specifically. If you mention my name in a review, I will read it on the show. No questions asked, word for word. But one other way to, to, to get others to like the show, share it. Just, you know, post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram, post it on your Twitter. Let it, let others know you're listening to Three Sheets of Mouse because there are there are plenty of people like you that love Disney, love alcohol, love bourbon, love whiskey, love vodka, love gin, and that's the best way for others to find the show. So so share it, share what you're listening to. It's 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 an awesome awesome way to grow the Three Sheets community because we all have a lot of fun uh, in Three Sheets Nation, and if you can invite more people to have more fun, 
why not, right? If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we're over there at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, tag us on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation. That's uh, it, it's it's a great way for us to know that you're posting, know that you're on there. We'll like your photos. We'll have some fun. We'll respond back to you. It's 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 good times. But like we've talked about, the best way to interact with the with us and the best way to be a part of Three Sheets Nation is to head over to the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash group slash three sheets or just search in the search bar three sheets to the mouse. It's really a, it's really going to lead you right to us. They're going to you're going to ask to join. We're going to ask you three questions. Mikey, how easy are they? They're very easy questions to answer. I feel like we need to make them harder. Maybe we get more answers if they were more difficult. I mean, eh. people like a challenge, so I don't know. They're, they're so easy, a fucking bot can Probably. answer them. Maybe I should throw in a few more prepositions in an adverb in a couple of them, so you got to think about it. it. It's it's a great way for us to know that you want to be. You know what you're getting into. You've listened to the podcast. You you've understood what Three Sheets Nation's about. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about good good Disney and good drinks. Come hang out with us there. If you have friends that love Disney as much as you do, invite them to join Three Sheets Nation, but make sure you tell them to, Mikey. Answer the three questions. Send them a text. Because if they don't, they don't get in. And, I mean, no one wants to be stuck outside for a while. Uh, but definitely have your friends answer the questions because that's that's how we know that they're going to want to be part of this. Uh, you may think that they would love this, but they may not, and, you know, so be it. But it's a great place for for Disney wow. files to hang out. It's a great place for um, uh, fans of uh, fermented grains to enjoy Disney and those fermented <laughs> beverages. Tonight we have a special guest tonight. James, give me some closing remarks tonight. Okay, closing remarks. You know. You guys, I don't think you really understand how you impact everybody that follows this group. Don't, don't make uh, me because cry. it's. <laughs> don't do it. Tim, Tim, don't interrupt. <laughs> don't, in, don't interrupt Sarah when Sarah's interrupting. <laughs> I'm talking. Nobody puts baby in a corner. So my point is, you know. You guys do a wonderful thing. You guys are amazingly entertaining. Um, and you drink. <laughs> and that's the best ever. And that's that's what Allegedly. counts. Alleg- that's why Allegedly. we love you. Because you drink. You- oh, we dr- okay, we okay. drink like fish. Allegedly, Allegedly, you drink. Allegedly, we drink. <laughs> you get a little tipsy. Fuzzy. Every you now and then. A little buzz. A little fuzzy. A little fuzzy. I know I speak for everybody out there that we appreciate what you do. Uh, we know it, it gets difficult because, you know, it's a lot of late nights. It doesn't always work for everybody's schedule. You know, it's it, it gets... But you guys put it on. You guys get it done. And that's why we love you. And that's why we are part of Three Sheet Nations. Because you guys... Step up and do it. And without you, it's just a Facebook page. With you, it's amazing. Mr. Namdug, 
I'm going to respectfully cut you off and say, with without without yeah, you, <laughs> without you and the rest of the Three Sheets right. Nation, it's you guys do it. We are just five guys talking to each other and bullshitting and drinking booze. And you, yeah, that's what the you, nation. That's what you think. The nation has really but, made us who we are. But that's what that's you. Uh-huh. Can, wait a minute, you cut me <laughs> off. Now I'm cutting you off. That's what you think. You know, you guys did this for fun. And you've got a lot of followers out there that are like, this is amazing. This is amazing. It, You know, you guys put on a podcast. You guys spend your time doing it. You guys do it. And we appreciate it. I appreciate it. I I think I can speak for the rest of my my host here and say the time that we spend doing this is a labor of love. We love what we do. We love the show that we put on. We love our our listeners. We love Three Sheets Nation. It is it is so fun what we do because of of you guys. And I say this with the bottom of my heart. I love doing this because you have made it fun for us. You have made it fun for us. I love interacting with the group, and you have made it. You've made it fun for us, all, all of you. And the beauty of it is, is you know, you know what I love about it is all the different personalities. Because you got the fucking angry Amish man who just drives me up a fucking wall. You know, everybody has different personalities, and that's what makes this show fucking awesome. Everybody has different personality. That's what I love, but that's my opinion, you know. But, but and that's that's indicative you know, of our. That's why I watch group. a show. A whole group. I it's love it. Love the whole show. dichotomy of love different. There are there yes. are uh, there are a plethora yes. of different backgrounds, aspects of yes. life, uh, viewpoints, and we all come together for one yep. love, and that's Disney, and alcohol. Well, two loves. Yep. Two loves. Thank you for thank you for being our judge this week, uh, but Tre- Trenton, yeah, Tim won. You still the nation still has to decide, right? So give us some yeah. close remarks. Yeah, no. So yeah, so I'll I will be putting up a poll. I really I really hope I really hope that Three Sheets Nation loves my idea because I want to be on top of that poll. Yeah. Uh, so let's get Scott <laughs> on top of my poll. Um. <laughs> That's not true. Wait, I want to be on top of my own poll. <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> well, logistics aside, wow. let's vote. Okay, I'm going to post the poll. We're going to vote on who had the best idea, no matter what James said, because Tim's wrong. And uh, we're going to figure it out. But also, like James said, we, you know, and Scott, Scott reiterated, we appreciate all of you. We appreciate the participation. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you going to iTunes and giving us reviews and sharing us with your friends. Yeah, that's my closing remarks. All right, Adam. I've lost half because I have a dog freaking out from fireworks right now that I've been trying to take care of. So I yeah, lost call the half cops of on like the last 20 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to tack on to what James said and basically we wouldn't be here without you guys. You guys make this worthwhile for us. So we didn't think that this would last as long as it has. And with all the drama and all the nonsense that goes on with the Disney podcast, and there's a whole shit ton lot of it, 
we we found our tribe we found our family with this group and i can't appreciate all you guys more so here's to me being socially awkward in november <laughs> Dude, you're gonna kill it yep. it October's is it is october is a small group i'm good with october no, november november i'm gonna be overwhelmed with people so nah. adam i'll get you all warmed up in november i'll sleep in bed with you it's awesome. whatever whatever you want there you go we got this then i guess i'm sleeping <laughs> with stephanie then <laughs> yep trenton trenton is a spooner uh mikey give us some coolest remarks tonight uh yeah, order some shit. Um, you can find me on Playgirl as Mike. <laughs> order Poncho. shit. Go over to Magic Mountain. Uh, I, you know, we just we just got our our latest uh, delivery. Um, I, I've joined the I've joined the Fish Fetish Club. I joined the Fuzzy, the Fuzzy Club, Club too. Uh, Not really. Let me tell you something. Not really. Rive- Rivera Tequila looks great in orange. I want looks that looks great in, the worst in orange. Way. So go get that Pick one. Pick something up, especially if you like the smell of vinegar. Yeah, wash it. Wash mm. it and, and wash it inside out. Yeah. Wash it inside out. Wash it, wash it inside out. Yep. And then wash it again because it's still smells No, like no. Vinegar. When you wash it once, oh. No, you wash it once, it's fine. It's totally fine after one wash. But go over to magicmiledong.com. Check out uh, the Tea Public page. Check out our Glassware page. Uh, we spent tonight drinking out of Glen Cairns uh, with our Three Sheets logo on them. Uh, go get some of those. If you if you do like whiskey, I tell you, it's the best way to taste the whiskey. So, uh, Tim, our final thoughts for tonight. All right. I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth yet again. Because, you know, I cannot, I cannot leave a charity alone. I love charities. I've been a philanthropist all my life since... Since I was a, it is. Since I was a teenager, I've been raising money for March of Dimes, for St. Jude's, for countless charities, and w- this is the third one we've done. And I'm gonna raise a challenge to Three Cheese Nation. We we've we've matched. We've done this three times already, and we've matched every one. I can't stop now, so I'm gonna match. Raise the money. Let's do it. Let's help some kids. Go over to www.gktw.com. Tim will match up to. I'll do two fifty. That's that's. We're gonna go two fifty. Tim is gonna match up to the first, the highest donor who donates to two fifty. So if you want to make Tim spend his money, make me spend my money. Go over there, donate. The best. The best part is we're gonna we're gonna help some kids out. That's really it's it's a feel good time. But even better, you get some shit out of this. That's what we want. And you get to get drunk with You get with to get me. drunk with Tim. If you win. Ooh. If you win. Nice. See, but it's much more fun to get drunk with me, and that's all I'm that going to say. Yes. <laughs> Having gotten drunk with these guys, it's it's an experience that you will not regret, I promise you. Wait, wait, wait. Before you yes. end, because this will drop when? Uh, Friday. I'll get Friday. it done by Friday. Friday? All right. So it's going to be... Friday the 13th. Ooh. Ooh. So, wait, Ooh. I want to take a few seconds Ooh. to wish Friday, my husband of four years now. It'll be, right? four, it'll be four years in August, yeah. But four we've years. been together a lot longer than that. Well, I, I've lost count of how many years we've been together, but I want to take just a few seconds to wish him a f- very happy birthday. That's right. Nice. And... <laughs> 
for this month, I get to enjoy the fact that he's fucking older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Until August, and then we're the same age again. But I just want to take a few seconds to wish him a very happy birthday and that I love him. Happy birthday. And very nice. We love you, Tim. That's it. You guys too. Happy birthday. Even with your beard, your mustache twirling. <laughs> all night. Awesome. All night. White wheeled the beast. Which is funny. We, we went to Scott's house last night, and we I had my um, Disney fedora on. And Ethan goes, you look like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, because he's never seen a cowboy hat. No. And, right? and he always tells me, cowboy like, pop, you pop. look like a you look pop pop, or you look like an old guy. Last night is like you look like an old guy. Nice. You look like a cowboy. Like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood there you maybe. Go. But look, if you've if you've kept listening through the show uh, through the show this far, God bless God you. God bless you. But and I'm sorry. <laughs> you should hey, be home no. by now. But look, hey, we hey. we enjoy this we enjoy this podcast. We enjoy doing this for us because we just enjoy hanging out you know thank you for for listening thank you for being part of the three sheets nation and most importantly from all of us here at three sheets of mouse thank you for making our show part of your disney life thank you for your time this time and until next time so long for just a while and thank you Ein Prosit, ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit. Ein Prosit, ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit. Eins, zwei, drei. Sofa, ticket tacky, ticket tacky, hoi hoi hoi! Ticket tacky, ticket tacky, hoi hoi hoi! Ticket tacky, ticket tacky, hoi hoi hoi! Ticket tacky, ticket tacky, hoi hoi hoi!